girls, aliens, Martians, any conscious being tuning into the podcast, I welcome you to episode 10, double digits of Martian Mixed Martial Arts. Today I have the first reoccurring guest of the show, my good friend Luke. What's up, my man? How's it going, man? Just waiting for this Bellator Grand Prix to get started. Uh, are, you, are you serious? Uh, Sarcastic, not really. Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it already, already kind of started, but, uh, but we're kind of... Picking up the tournament tomorrow night. Um, yeah, yeah, um, the the re- the real tournament. You know, Chael's gonna get starched. I think pretty quickly. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, he handled Fat Rampage too, and I, I would definitely say that wrestling is the Achilles heel of this group of uh, this group of heavyweights, right? Yeah, except for when you get to like Bader. Yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, I feel like I feel like Bader Bader versus Mitrione is gonna be the the, the final, and uh, that's just gonna be like a wrestle fuck matchup. That I don't I don't know, but I um, was gonna say before before we jump into the Bellator card this weekend, let's let's quick rewind it back to UFC two twenty one this past two weekend. Um, what what do you think of the card? Um, I I thought it was a great card. I'm a huge Luke Rockhold fan so i mean i was pretty devastated by the ending of it i thought tied to ivasa's uh beat down i wouldn't really call it a fight was super entertaining uh the lee jingliang thing was pretty awful uh i think the biggest performance for me was alexander volkanovsky absolutely destroying jeremy kennedy yeah, that was. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, this is a good, good card. Like we had some shitty cards in a row, but uh, this was the first time. Uh, the first time I felt like I lost money on bets, you know. But I still thought it was a good card. So that was a good sign to see that I was still like, yeah, I went to bed that night kind of satisfied. You know, that still saw some good fights, even though I lost a bunch of a bunch of money. But um, yeah, uh, Volkanovski. That was that was definitely the most like. Not not the most shocking performance. The most shocking was obviously the main event, Yo Romero. Um, and I'm a Luke, yeah. I'm a Luke Rockhold fan too, but I wasn't too upset by that finish. Like, how can you be with how amazing it was? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't either. I mean, I just you know, I wanted to see. I don't know. I I didn't. You know, if you remember back a couple podcasts, we both saw Luke Rockhold. You know, taking it by decision. I. Yoel's just such a weird guy, you know. The Whitaker fight, we've kind of talked about this before, the tentativeness, like no explosion whatsoever in that fight. And it was kind of going the same way in the Rockhold fight. You know, he's using that kind of like weird turtle ninja turtle shell defense with his hands and everything. Rockhold was pretty noncommittal too, though. I mean, just kind of hiding behind that jab. But yeah, crazy we, ending to that fight. Uh, we did say we did say Rockhold decision earlier, but I kind of was leaning towards him finishing it rounds four and five. But what we what he probably should have been doing, trying to do, is finish him in one or two because that's what that's what fucking UL does. He takes it easy at round one and two. Well, except for the Whitaker fight, he he was actually on his horse winning winning that round winning round one and two. But uh, with with uh, Chris Weidman, with you know. 
Maybe maybe Brad Tavares. I feel like Brad Tavares was the first round. But he how many how many he the dude's got like six third round finishes, right? Yeah, I just pulled it up. So he, he finished Weidman, third round. Um uh Machida, third round, Kennedy, third round, Tavares decision, uh Brunson, third round, Mahani Marks, third round. So like this dude just like coasts coasts for the first couple of uh rounds and then just explodes in the third. And I mean Rockhold must have been kicking himself after this fight. No, I mean, for a lot of reasons. But he's like, what the fuck? Of course it's in the third round. Like, of course, he always turns it on in the third round. He always explodes in the third round. And he fucking caught me still. But, I mean, that was a pretty pretty good fight. I mean, I don't really remember much about it, though, before the, before the finish, do you? Yeah, I mean, Rockhold, you know, is just pumping that jab. Uh, you know, Rockhold's first tweet or whatever i think it might have been on instagram i didn't see i just saw it through reddit was yoel was made of steel and yoel was checking Rockhold's leg kicks with like precision accuracy like the first thing i noticed was the change in kind of the pace of Rockhold came out and he seemed pretty aggressive but after he got two of those leg kicks checked and his shin got cut and you know rogan or no sorry not rogan bellator rogan announcer jimmy smith i need to put some respect on his name said that you know he's been he's rockhold's kicks are getting checked i mean yoel was just on point with speed yoel is you know everyone says he's so explosive powerful his speed really is the thing to me that sets him apart from anyone else his speed and his reflexes make me think that on any given night he could beat anyone from 185 or 205 yeah, I mean, the dude's 41 years old, and he's still out there, like, exploding with, like, you know, pinpoint accuracy and power and all. Man, like, the, the dude's a fucking specimen, you know? And, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, like, what do, you, what do you say about him? Give him, another t- give him another title shot. Sure, he missed the weight. Sure, he lost that first fight. Um, sure, he kind of gassed out, but I mean, come on. What are you gonna? There's no other fight to make right now. All right, Kelvin Gastelum was saying that he wants a number one contender fight between him and Jacare. Like, bitch, we already got the number one contender. He just punted Luke's, or not punted, you know, whatever, what kind of, whatever kind of punch that last punch was. You don't really see too many punches like that when the one guy's like on the ground, one guy's sitting down, but man. I'm surprised uh, that 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 punch was up there with like Ngannou Overeem with like some of the hardest punches ever. I know. I mean, it was crazy. It, yeah. I mean, come on, Gaslam. I mean, I'm a pretty big Gaslam guy too. I think his boxing at 185 is something that guys in the top five don't have. But I just don't know. After seeing him getting getting him seeing him get manhandled by Weidman, you know, he is undersized in that division and number one contender fight with Jacare, how the hell do you not see that going the same way as the Weidman fight, or maybe worse? Uh, I don't know. I think Jacare's boxing defense is really bad, and a really good boxer, unlike an explosive one like Brunson, could possibly pick him apart, you know? But I think that the easiest fight for... I think uh, Rockhold in the fight would be... Uh, not, not hard for Gaslam. I feel like Rockhold would take him down right away, though, because... But, I mean, uh, I got Jacare, that's a hard fight. Weidman, that's a hard fight. Yoel, it's a hard fight. But... Kel- Kelvin against Whitaker, I think Kelvin would win that easily. I mean, I think he's just so much better on the like. I mean, he's got the best hands at 185. You know, like a little bit better than Whitaker's, but uh, I don't know. I think Whitaker relies on his kicks and a, a, a lot more aspects of it. His takedown defense. He's usually fighting wrestlers, 
Um, and but Kelvin's not going to do that. So it's just going to be a straight boxing match. I think Kevin pretty much beats uh, anybody in the UFC as a boxing match. Right. I don't really think there's anyone at 185 right now who has the chance to be dominant like Yoel Romero does. You know, you have Weidman who has a hole in his boxing. You have Rockhold who has a hole in his boxing. And then you get to Jacare, kind of the same thing, hole in his boxing. Yoel is so well-rounded and so quick. Whitaker is just kind of an anomaly for me. And I hate to say that he's unproven after he's beaten both Jacare and Yoel back-to-back, but... I'm just still not totally sure, you know. I'd like to see that uh, Kelvin fight happen with Whitaker. I'd like to see a couple more fights happen with Whitaker. I mean, you know, he beat Brunson. Brunson's not the biggest feather in his cap. Brunson came out, chin straight up in there, throwing bombs at him. And, I mean, he handled Jacare. And, you know, the Romero fight went as it went. So let's let's see him fight Romero again. Yeah, that's a cl- clear matchup, you know, from that fight. Um and then uh, we uh, another lingering effect of that fight. We, had, we saw Gustafson, uh, you know, call out Luke Rockhold like a couple days after he got knocked out, saying, you know, like you know, your boy can't f- finish his business at two o five. Come on, you come up. So that's pretty taste. It would have been a good fight, but just you know, wait a little bit before you you make that you make the tweet. Um, I, I think I think yeah. moving up is in the future of Luke Rockhold. But I mean, he might as well not even not even move up if he doesn't learn some boxing defense right no i mean for sure uh you know he's got to do something he's got to make a change and all of the lead up to this fight you know he said how he'd make himself uncomfortable i did you see the embedded where he's playing touch bud in the park with like the australian version of ito portal yes i did i uh, i made like a, a streamable of it and put it on reddit and i said i'm betting the house on yoel after seeing this which I, <laughs> yeah should have done what the hell was that i mean i don't know i haven't looked into that yet but you know come on stick with the basics man uh, wait, go wait, with wait, this until, guy. wait until you look into it bro look into it <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to give it a, sh- a try when my head movements maybe less than I mean he the funny thing was is when Yoel backed him up to the fence I think it might have been the second round he was doing that head movement touch bud in the park shit up yeah. against the fence did he, you notice that yeah. I, the second round I, I was like really worried Luke or I mean Yoel landed some really good shots against the fence um yeah it's a kind of a I mean I don't know I mean middleweight it's a weird it's a weird world let's i mean you know the top five right now it's just kind of i don't know it's a it's better than 170 at this point i guess you know oh, yeah 170s. if i have to i don't even know on there yeah it's a shit One, show 170 has a champ that doesn't even like fighting and complains about it, everything yeah. Um, then they have, you know, Nick Diaz, who could come in at any point and get a title shot. Nate Diaz, who could come in at any point and get a title shot. Conor McGregor, who could come in at any point and get a title shot. GSP, coming in at any point and get a title shot. But, like, none of them really want to. None of them want to fight Tyron. It's like, what the fuck? I got to fight Tyron? That, like, no one, I, I don't know. And then we, you got contenders like Colby and uh, RDA just sitting on the sidelines um, there until, you know, so that division's fucked. Your suggestion? No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's beyond fucked. I mean, Dan Hardy said it best on Twitter, you know, calling out, subtly calling out Woodley. That was awesome. Uh, but, did, did re- recite what he said real quick? Or just like the gist of it? Uh, I mean, I, I'm i not going to be able to, like, I'm. It's this is a really, you know, intense paraphrase, but pretty much just saying that, you know, a champion is supposed to 
ready to fight anybody a champion you know shouldn't have a coward's mentality just kind of stuff like that and then tyron shot back at him like i know this isn't about me dan kind of said yes it kind of is like you don't need to be fighting with dana like and i mean even you know i saw something where rashad was telling tyron like stop firing shots back and forth at dana you know connor everybody's got the connor mcgregor syndrome nowadays where it's like fuck you pay me and it, it doesn't work that way all the time you know you well, gotta i think it could i think i think woodley's definitely in the position where he he could make it work but i mean i don't i don't i don't necessarily agree with i think well if you look at the champs now it's all right 125 is a guy who's having some turmoil with dana you know hasn't been filled he's been respected doesn't you know uh headline a lot of pay-per-views doesn't draw numbers so that's why dana doesn't like him but I mean, he's definitely DJ is still you know not given the respect he deserves. So then you move up and you have TJ, a guy who's trying to move down to fight. So a kind of a guy who's you know kind of dictating things with Dana. Like Dana needs him to make that super fight. And then uh, 155 champs not fighting. 170s in in turmoil. Um, and then uh, uh, Stipe also same thing. Uh, you know having some tension between him and Dana. Uh, Amanda Nunes and Dana don't get along. Cyborg and Dana have had a kind of a shaky history, you know. So a lot of the champs are in position where they don't, they have kind of some beef with Dana. So I wouldn't say abandoning it is necessarily a good thing. Uh, I mean, I definitely think it could cause some trouble. But I mean, if if our if the UFC texts Tyron Woodley and says, "Do you wanna, do you wanna fight?" You know, UFC two twenty five, two twenty seven uh, against RDA. He's gonna be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." But, like, I, I, I don't know. Tyron just doesn't want that right now. He wants the Diaz fight. He wants to just try to get paid. He wants to, like, create more problems for himself and create more people disliking him. But I understand. The dude's a, the dude's a, nut, a head case, nut job. And, uh, you know, the uh, Joe Rogan experience uh, exposed that. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, if he's going, he wants the super fight. He wants the money fight. You know, super fights, we've seen super fights aren't, predicated a lot off skill they're kind of who puts butts in the seat after a couple of you know after his last couple of performances on pay-per-view who wants to watch a tyron woodley fight you know yeah well definitely not the casual audience you know but i mean the people who say he's boring i i, can't, I don't understand that like the dude's such a technician the dude's such a high level fighter i don't understand how you could i mean like when when you're fighting guys like t- Stephen Thompson and Damian Maya. In order to win, you have to be boring. Like, I mean, the the first the first fight wasn't that boring. You know, the first uh, Woodley Thompson fight wasn't boring, but that's because Tyron was kind of reckless in that fight. In the second fight, he wasn't reckless at all, and then uh, would just kind of did did like the bare minimum to win. Which you can't get mad at a guy for. You know, DC did it against. Uh, uh, Anderson Silva at UFC 200, he kind of just laid and prayed and did whatever he could do to win that fight. And, you know, a lot of fighters, a lot of fighters have done that. You know, GSP did that with some guys, you know. A lot of fighters have done that for their entire careers. So you can't can't really get mad at a, a guy for winning fights too, smartly. But no, me... yeah, I mean, I... Go ahead. Say what you going to say? No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, he's he's trying to act like, you know, he knows any fighter knows that that's not going to make you a draw. You know, I totally agree. I mean, he fought probably the best striker in 170s history in Steven Thompson and then 
probably the best grappler in once in the 170 pound division submission wise you know and before that he beat the best brawler in ufc welterweight history knocked him out right and styles make fights so yeah i I mean like like like, do you think do you think he should have gone into that game no obviously you don't think this but like the people who are commenting on his instagram like those are the people who get under time with these skin time with the he like checks his instagram and just fucking boils like they're fucking they're fucking saying it again they're saying i'm boring you're saying I should headline? Yeah, it. no, I mean, for Fox. sure. Like, he's, he's such a, a nut. And then, but, like, do you honestly think that, like, you, you should go into the cage being like, yo, I should I should just I should just strike with Damian Maia. I should get in close and try to knock him out. I don't care about getting taken down. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the fans a good show. I'm going to sell pay-per-views. Like, no, he's definitely not going in with that, that mind state. He's going in, well, I'm going to stay far. I'm going to make sure I sprawl. When, and before he even gets close to the takedown, I'm going to, like, never get close. Or he's going to snatch me up like a bug constrictor. And 25 minutes go by, and he's still world champion. Who cares if he didn't gain some fans? But, I mean, with his... With his uh, insecure mind i mean he he uh, just can't win basically uh, yeah because i mean it's let's just let's move on from but, cra- from uh, race card woodley uh, let's get let's uh, get back to the pay- the pay-per-view damn we only we made some sl- <laughs> slow progress with this yeah <laughs> um, uh, mark hunt and curtis blades um kind of a good fight i mean it started there was some good uh, action in the first uh what looked like hunt had him had him hurt in the first like he landed some bombs but Blades' chin is legit. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, he ate those shots, and, you know, he stayed disciplined. He came out and did what he needed to do to get the win. You know, it wasn't super entertaining, those last two rounds. And, I mean, props to Hunt. You know, he worked to get up the whole time. I mean, he never had any quit in him. He's super tough. Some of that ground and pound that Blades was landing was pretty nasty stuff i don't know mark's mark hunt's kind of a kind of a one and done kind of fighter nowadays i don't really have too much interest in seeing him fight anybody Um, no i don't either but i mean you know just one of those guys what is he like 40 40 plus and i mean still getting in there with like a young guy and and almost survived almost winning yeah i it's it's interesting to to a certain aspect of it Um, yeah then uh, going down, another heavyweight fight was just a fucking squash match. Um, that Asker guy, holy shit! What the, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, how was it? Gray, bro, gray I almost hair. like pissed my pants. I was like losing it oh that fight. Gosh. Like I was laughing so hard I couldn't even breathe. He looked he like one of those people whip. off of Alaskan Bush people or something. Yeah, like or Ice Road Truckers. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fucking mauling. And the way that he just ended the fight by face planning. Yeah, I mean, Tybusa stinks, too. Like, he's not good. Like, they literally just gave him some total bum and let him kill him in front of, like, the Aussie crowd. Um, fuck it. I don't know. Uh, the Australians uh, almost... The Australians did pretty good on this card, right? Uh, I don't know. They Let's see. Um... Jumo, he's Australian. He won. Yeah, I mean Volkanovski. Uh, ben Wynn is an Australian. I think. Yeah, he he lost. Uh, yeah, Wilkinson, he got Wilkinson destroyed. Lost. I think Damian Brown might be uh, Aussie too. But I mean, all right, Jake Matthews. Uh, Jake Matthews, Lee Jingling, kind of a letdown, really boring fight. Um, nice, nice eye gouge action. That was the most exciting part of the fight. Like full on, uh, jingling, just stuck his finger like in the bull's eye socket and like fished around in there. 
Um, I don't know how he's not out of the you know out of the UFC. In my point, that's about as egregious as Paul Daly socking Josh Koscheck. I mean, he's yeah. touching the back of the guy's eye socket. So, yeah, um, I don't even know what to say. Like, uh, like you you can't. I, it's very rare for like a Dana to like even Dana probably hasn't even seen that shit with how fucking out of touch he is. I doubt he was in the, even in Australia. Um, oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, Pedro Safarov again squash match. Pedro Pedro looked pretty good, but let's give him a good let's give him a good good fighter now. How about as you yeah that you're set the up TV, to the Kimura was the TV insane. Fucked them up though, um, so I guess they gotta they gotta find a I'm, I don't know light heavyweight's pretty thin, but I'm sure they could find find somebody. Dong Hyun Kim yeah. and Damian Brown don't really remember this fight, do you? Just garbage. Apparently, uh, Kim broke his leg pretty early. He either bro- had a broken leg coming into it or broke his leg from a Damian Brown leg kick. This was an awful fight. I mean, super, super tentative. Uh, I mean, I think the second round, there's probably 10 shot, 10 punches thrown from both guys combined. Yeah, um, I'm surprised. I don't even know what I was doing. I must, it must have been like cooking or something during that fight and missed it, but... Who knows? Uh, but that, Israel Adesanya, that was a hell of a performance. I'm excited for this guy a lot. Uh, even though even though he fought a can, um, Rob Wilkinson, not really the too high level. Um, but uh, fuck it, man, that dude looked awesome, didn't he? Yeah, meaning he's got what the UFC wants. You know, I thought the little promo he cut in the end was super unique and. You know, fun. I say, you know, if you're the UFC, they're going to do some stupid shit like they did with Yair Rodriguez and have him fight, you know, 185's Frankie Edgar. I'm sure, you know, we'll have an Israel Adesanya, Chris Weidman fight night card announced next month. And then Adesanya gets submitted in the second round and all of his hype is gone. You know, take the... Take the time to build these guys up when we get them. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it, so his inter, his post of interview, he was just like, you know, just calling. Just, what was he doing? Just calling calling people out, or what? I didn't really see it. I don't think. Uh, he was kind of like cocky. He said that you know, one eighty five's got a new dog, and this dog just pissed all over the ring. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I saw that when he was yeah. He pulled his he pretended to pull his dick out before he uh, stepped in the cage. Did you see that part? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty great. And then uh, Anik said something about pressure, and Adesanya replied with, pressure makes diamonds. And then, you know, he cut a great promo. And for his first fight in the UFC, first post-fight interview, just you could tell he's got that it factor that the UFC really looks for. Yeah, so, uh, so but, like, I don't know. Who is he fighting next? It's, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to hypothesize, but... Uh... I mean, just give him a can, you know, just give him 185's got its fair share of cans. Give him someone on the same skill level of Rob Wilkinson or a little bit lower. Put him on, you know, maybe the featured fight of a prelim on a before a pay-per-view and then, you know, just work his way up. Like actually do what boxing does. You know, UFC is so stupid with his prospects. Put some of the dumbest fights you've ever seen on main cards. Yeah. And then bury the prospects on the fight past prelims. Yeah, they 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 struggle with that a lot. Um, Eric Anders, that's who he should that's who he should, he should fight. Uh, make it happen, uh, Adisanya and uh, Anders. But um, yeah, that seems like a pretty pretty even matchup. Um, I yeah. think they oh, they both uh, 
Paulo Borashina versus Uriah Hall. Lord have mercy. Um, he's going from fighting Vitor to Vitor 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I'm not super impressed with Borachina though. I mean, he was, you know, he just kind of had that youth thing going against him in Hendricks. But, I mean, he looks pretty counterable. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure I'm sure this will actually be a good fight. Um, but uh, it's Atlantic City, but I don't think I'm going to. I've gone to Atlantic City shows before, but I'm not going to go to this one. Um, the next fight, yeah. on, next fight on the card, is, you already mentioned it, uh, Volkanovski just pretty much steamrolled Jeremy Kennedy. Looked like fucking uh, Australian Khabib while doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was huge on Volkanovski. I watched, I think... I watched his first fight. Was it against Hirota, maybe? Who yeah. also fought on the card? Yeah, what the... No, I feel like I think it, was he was... Against, it was against another... Uh... Oh, yeah, it was against Hirota. Yeah, uh, I think I, wa- I watched that fight where pretty sure he, he decisioned him, but, I mean, he beat him down. Okay, no, so the first fight I watched by him was a TKO of Yusuke Kasuya, and that fight was his first fight in the UFC, and it was on the Whitaker versus Brunson card. And, you know, you just saw that he's got a ton, a ton of potential. One of his his only loss came against uh, a guy, I think, at welterweight, and now he's fighting at featherweight. So Yeah, I mean, he fought Hirota at featherweight, and, I mean, Hirota looks like a huge, thick, uh, well, or, no, a lightweight on that card. I'm surprised that that dude was... Uh, um, uh, a featherweight at some point. By the way, I think that was a bullshit decision. I'm pretty sure Hirota won that fight, and they just gave it to Ross Pearson because uh, he lives in Aussie land. Uh, we skipped over one fight. Juicy Formiga uh, beat Ben Nguyen. I don't remember that being in the third round. I don't remember the first couple rounds of it, to be honest. Do you? It, it, yeah, I mean, uh, Juicy, uh, Ben kept throwing that head kick, and he kind of just said it. You know, he kind of set up that spinning back fist because he was throwing that head kick and taking forever to reset his feet. But, yeah, Juicier got uh, top control and then worked him out. I think he had Mount maybe once in the first round. Then he had Mount in the second round and Ben Wynn escaped. And then, like I said, I thought the sec- I thought the finish came in the second round too. And then I was kind of falling asleep in that fight. And then all of a sudden the back fist lands and, he chokes him out while Ben Wynn is facing the camera. And poor Ben Wynn, you know, he complains. I saw the article on Reddit where he's complaining that he felt, uh, you know, not appreciated by getting put on the prelims. But, man. He said that? Oh, my gosh. What a, what a bum. Not a bum. I mean, <laughs> come on. What, what, do you, what have you done in the UFC to deserve a, a main card slot? Um, he had that, like, 15-second submission against Tim Elliott, which, I mean – I don't know if it was a fluke, but... Yeah, no, I think he rocked him with a head kick, right? And then fucking tapped him out afterwards. So, I mean, he's... I I like the guy a lot, but, I mean, I think Smolka pretty much handled him on the ground when they fought, and then Formiga... Well, he didn't really really handle him too well. He was definitely able to take him down and win. I think Formiga won the first two rounds, right? Oh, yeah, Formiga won the first two rounds by far. Like, I think it... It was pretty dominant. uh, yeah, ten nines. I wouldn't say either yeah, one of yeah, them was not, a ten eight. Definitely not eight. But I mean, uh, Nguyen's ground game is definitely his, his uh, Achilles heel. And then the three fights on the the, the early prelims, uh, sexy bitches lost by decision. Looked pretty shitty, but actually, 
I'm pretty sure he won that fight too. I'm pretty sure Ishihara won that fight, and they just gave it to. I don't. I mean, he, the guy's Mexican, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Australian people are pretty racist. So maybe they just didn't give it to uh, an Asian person. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, I thought the same thing. I mean, Ishihara kind of, like, rocked him twice in the end of the first and the second round. Yeah, and, what was that about? I mean, How'd they give you, him that? They gave him a 30, one judge gave him a 30-27, even though he got dropped in the second round. So. I have no idea. And, I mean, he was close to getting dropped in the first round. I mean, either the first and the second, you can argue, you know, if you're watching the fight unbiased, you can see that, you know, you can at least count one and knock down and the other. He definitely got staggered. Like, it was a very significant, significant strike, but I don't know. And then Luke Jumo versus Daichi Abe was kind of, you know. I don't, I don't really remember anything about it. It I, happened. I watched so. it, though. Yeah. All right, we're off that card. It was a good, good card. I don't know, probably like 8 out of 10, you know. It was pretty shit on paper, but it had some had some good good performances. Not really, not too many good, like, back-and-forth fights, just a lot of good individual performances. But, yeah, um, you know, some young up-and-coming guys, finally. Yeah. Before we talk about the juicy card this weekend, we'll talk about the boring one, which is Bellator 194 tomorrow night. We're recording this Thursday, February 15th. So uh, Bellator is going down tomorrow night. The UFC is on Sunday night this week for some fucko reason. Um, so uh, any fights you're looking forward to on this Bellator card? Um... Uh, Heather Hardy's interesting. No? Yeah, I'm I'm interested uh, in saw her that. too because uh, she looked pretty pretty so so in her last fight. You know, got kind of got her kind of got her face punched in a little bit. Um, yeah. So I mean, that was pretty recently too. It looks like she had a broken fucking nose, and that was less than six months ago. So even though the girl she's fighting is two and three. Um, I don't know. I think that I think that it's a, a winnable fight for her. She she's fought, fought in one FC a bunch. She's uh, let's see, let's check the co- caliber of girls that she's beaten. But uh, do you like Heather Hardy for any other reason besides she's cute or what? <laughs> no, I mean I, I watched that last fight where she got blasted with that head kick and um, watched some videos, just kind of trying to research up on this card. She seems like she's pretty down to earth. I saw her talking about you know women's pay and how boxing treats women, how MMA treats women. I mean I don't know. She's she's marketable. I'll watch I'll watch that fight. Taiwan Claxon, uh, pretty. You know, one of Bellator's only really, I think, great prospects. He had that flying knee KO. So that was him. Should be interesting. Yeah, that was him. Nice. He has a brother, I think, Tyree. Tyree in Taiwan. Nice. Uh, Yeah, um, I'm the. I don't know. I was kind of. There's a couple bets that looked uh, interesting on this card to me. And just that that one girl, that Anna Jualton girl who's fighting Heather Hardy, is like almost a three to one underdog. And I'm like. No way after the girl is one and one in her MMA career who just got her ass kicked. It should be a three-to-one favorite against, you know, another girl. So kind of just made a value bet there. Don't really know. I mean, I just looked at the other girl's record for the first time and her only two wins are over two girls who are two and five and two and seven. So that bet's not looking too good, but you never know with women's MMA. 
Um, yeah, it might be some free money. I mean, I have like a principle to never bet on women's MMA, but on fights like that <laughs> where it's kind of just like 3-1, it's pretty interesting. But uh, actually, there is one fight that has like banger potential on this card, and it's Derek Campos uh, and Patricky Fieri. Did you see the first fight? Uh, I did not. I did not, I did not know the fall before. Campos rocked uh, Patricky, like had him almost put away, and it was kind of like a Czech Congo Pat Berry type of deal where Patricky came back and iced Derek Campos. So, yeah, I mean, might have, you know, conventional wisdom says if they have the first fight that's a banger, the second fight is just going to be a freaking grapple fest. But yeah, but I, I the mean, and he's definitely Woodley Wonder Boy. Yeah, I was going to say he kind of evolved his uh, fighting style to be more decision-like, but, I mean, he doesn't really have too many decisions, uh, Fieri, at least. But, I mean, the dudes are both both on a tear, both on win streaks. Um, but, I mean, the Chandler, Chandler uh, knockout was the last time Patrick E. lost. So, um, both those guys are pretty solid, uh, solid uh Bellator fighters, you know, guys you hear a lot. Just like Liam McGeary also fighting. Don't know the guy, the the Russian cat who he's fighting, but uh, McGeary's a fucking giant light heavyweight, super good grappler. Um, yeah, it's real. I mean, he's a pretty interesting guy too. I mean, when you get to the main event, I just don't know, man. Like, oh, you Matt Mitrione. I, I know about this fight. I know all about it. Just, just kidding. But I mean, I, I, my analysis of it is that Nelson is done 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 <laughs> what is, makes you think that the fact he came in at 265 pounds done like uh, a, a well done steak um so uh, i mean mitrion just has youth on his side you know, he just knocked out fedor um he definitely has better cardio roy nelson can't win a decision his his only only way of winning is like his fucking like overhand right and i mean I feel like Mitrione is just smart enough to avoid that. Uh, Mitrione hasn't gotten knocked out. Uh, let me think. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Nelson. Nelson hasn't gotten knocked out lately either, um, since since Mark Hunt back in 2014. And uh, Mitrione, I want to say his last knockout was Travis Brown. Yeah, Travis Brown. Um, sorry, that was a pr- uh, almost almost or over two years ago too. So. Both the, neither of the guys are really like you know too susceptible to knockouts, even though it is heavyweight. Anything can come, can happen. Oh, they fought before. That's right. They fought. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was that was big a country long, put away Mitrione. That was yeah. That, that was big country. We just have Roy Nelson now. It's not even big country. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't. I mean, I just like on the part where I said I don't know. I just don't really care about this fight. You know. Yeah. Like I mean, I think. Huh, I don't know. I think Mitrione should win pretty easily. It should be a decision. I don't think he'll knock him out. But uh, I think it'll just be a wrestle fest. Like, he'll just fucking shoot because Roy Nelson's wrestling sucks. Even though his jiu-jitsu's all right, uh, his wrestling sucks. And I don't know. I think Mitrione will be able to have his way with him on the ground. Hopefully, yeah, I mean, that's why I finished. I bet on uh, Mitrione's decision. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Say one thing for Big Country. I mean, he's durable. He got put out by the uh, nuclear bomb via Mark Hunt. But, I mean, Stipe beat the absolute hell out of him, and DC beat the absolute hell out of him. There's been many people put a you know, world-class ass-beating on him and just takes it. Yeah. So. I mean, and I mean, DC, DC pretty much wrestle-fucked him to death, and, I mean, that's just a 
a clear-cut path from now on to, on how to beat him. So. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Bellator card, on paper, I'd say 6 out of 10. But let's get to the card I'm actually attending this weekend, UFC Fight Night. Did you, did you, did you hear Medeiros. that, Martian MMA audience? I have an actual person who's going to be in the arena. That's, that's <laughs> how extensive my research is of guests for the show. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, we're going to have a, a first-person perspective of, uh, of these fights. You probably have been uh, looking at them pretty closely, right? Yeah, super psyched. I mean, on paper, you know, it's not the world's greatest card. We got I think it's Gordon, pretty good. Pretty good fight uh, night card. Yeah, it's a pretty good fight night card. Not as a bunch of super, like, big names. I mean, you got Throwback and Alves. You know, you got Sage. James Vick it's not like a huge name Derek Lewis but I mean the main event makes up for everything I mean super interesting matchups I guess we can start off at the bottom uh Oscar Pachoka versus Tim Williams yeah um I don't know if I mentioned this to you before but Tim Williams is from, like right around from right around my area Go, goes to a lot of a lot of gyms I, I've, I've gone to uh, you know, seen him training and stuff like that. So I guess I kind of have a little bit of a bias for him. But uh, he was in the UFC before, but a really long time ago. And it's kind of just been tearing shit up on in CFFC, which is like a local, like, you know, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey promotion. Um, so, I mean, he's a, I don't know, I guess, like I said, I do have a pretty big bias towards him. But I don't know, I think he's, he's going to do good. He's a, he's a pretty high-level uh, black belt uh, got really good wrestling. Usually, usually will take guys down and try to go for a submission or just wrestle them out. So uh, I don't really know too much about Pachota. He's he's got less experience than uh, Williams, um, but uh, I think he's ten ten and zero, right? Something like that. I got doesn't have a Wikipedia page. He's not quite there yet, but check. Yeah, he's uh, he's ten. Uh, he has a he's um, hasn't lost. He has a. Dr- I saw his fight against Jonathan Wilson. Jonathan Wilson's you know. Super explosive, powerful guy, but kind of just not very technical. And Pachoka kind of coasted to a decision. I think he did drop Jonathan Wilson at late in the fight. Uh, Pachoka is pretty solid, but I'd like to see your guy win. I think the South Jersey Strangler is a pretty legit nickname. Yeah, real so uh, I'm a- this, dude, this is a finisher though. He's got not nine finishes, only one one decision. I mean, and the P- Polish dudes are. Like a, a kind of like a an unknown dark horse of MMA, you know they're fucking coming up. They have some stiff competition over there, and I imagine you know like the, like I, um if I check you know just one of the guy who he fought in Poland. Ah, see, actually his record's kind of shitty. Uh, let's let's check some of the other guys who he's fought. I was gonna say they're probably better than the guys in Philly and uh, New Jersey, but uh, he's got some wins over some, some legit guys, some. Not uh, you know, kind of a little bit of a padded record looks like. Um, yeah, that's what I was seeing for sure. Is some padded records. I mean, at least you know Tim Williams is taking some fights against some yeah you, pretty good competition. Usually, usually, usually like CFFC you know has I don't know, I don't know fifty seventy five hundred guys will fight for them. So the, and they would usually match them up with uh, some pretty pretty competent guys. Let's see, the last guy he fought, Jay Silva. Um, eh, ten and twelve. See, that's a pretty fucking shitty record. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, uh, so maybe maybe my argument isn't too too sound. Um, 
But uh, let's uh, let's not we should let's not dwell on that that matchup too long. We we don't. All right, we don't really we'll know flip shit it over about. to the fight that nobody gives a shit about: Joshua Berkman versus Alex Morono. I really think Alex Morono is going to come out. KO Joshua Burke, Josh Burke. I keep saying Joshua. Good, <laughs> good night, Josh Berkman. Send him out of the UFC. Um, you know, I don't know what, what what's making you say that. Is it the fact that he's uh, two and seven in his past nine? Uh, no, two and eight actually, because one of them is uh, no contest, but he lost. Uh, so I mean, the dude, the dude's obviously got a lot left in him. He's a, a very ripe age of thirty-seven years old. Um, I think. <laughs> I think that, nah, dude. That, that, how the f- he's four losses in a row. The only people who get a fifth fight in the UFC are like OGs, oh, like Andre Arlovsky. He's like the only bull I know yeah. who gotten a fifth a fifth fight after four losses in a row. So I mean, like the fuck, man, get this guy out of here. Uh, yeah, I was super puzzled when this fight got announced. I mean, Morono's a pretty good prospect. Uh, he lost that decision to Kata Nakamura, a pretty legit guy. And uh, the Nico Price fight went down as a no contest. I'm not really sure why that got Price a no te- contest. Price tested positive for weed, but he knocked him out. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the fights that I saw, Kyle Noak, I mean, Morono beat the hell out of him on the feet. Moon Sasari, you know, he's not great grappling wise, but he's Black House, pretty interesting, like kind of Taekwondo guy on the feet. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody with a pulse at this point could come in and knock out Josh Bergman. So Josh Bergman gets kicked out of the UFC. Next fight, we got Sarah Morris, Morais versus Lucy Pudlova. So this one has banger written all over it oh let me tell you just kidding i don't we don't we don't know shit about yeah. these bitches we would probably be theorizing uh just i don't even know We'd probably just be pulling stuff out of our ass if we had any analysis of this fight uh, oh <laughs> yo sanchez versus sanchez that's gotta be a first yo that's gotta be a first the two oh guys, yeah two guys it's gonna say, it's gonna say on the screen sanchez and sanchez with like you probably won't even be able to tell them apart with the Reebok kits. Um, yeah, so uh, Roberto Sanchez actually used to train where I trained, and I'm pretty sure I used to train under Draculino. I'm pretty sure he's going to have Draculino in a corner who I used to train under. So I'm not like I trained there for probably six months. So I'm not like, you know, the biggest mark for that academy or anything, but. I mean, I wouldn't. It wouldn't kill me to see my guy win. So yeah, I, I've seen Tim Williams in person like twice, and I'm pulling for him. So that's enough. It's fucking yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, is he, is he next an, fight? Is he an underdog? And I'm, uh, I'd have to imagine he is. Yeah, he's fighting, uh, looking for a fight, guy. So yeah. Well, so this Joby Sanchez guy, he's fought in the UFC three times before, and then went to the Contender Series. So that's pretty weird. Um, yeah, I watched his uh, KO in the Contender Series. It was a pretty legit KO, do, and do um, I mean, he's got a couple. Uh, he knocked out JP Buys. What kind of name is that? I'm looking at it right now. Like, what JP Buys? <laughs> yeah. Like what is what is JP buy? Huh? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, we got uh, Br- Chris Camozzi's little brother. Yeah fighting uh oh with another looking for a fight guy i watched this looking for a fight guys ko2 uh i mean the guy looks he's from austin texas you know we got a lot of 
Houston, Texas. Morono's from Texas. Uh, Sanchez, one of the Sanchez's from Texas. Uh, there's a lot of Ferreira is from Texas. A bunch of Texas pretty, guys on this card. Getting like regional guys on the card. This, yeah. yeah, this one looks like it's a, it's kind of set up for Neil to win. I mean, Camozzi is kind of uh, kind of can, yeah. kind of a can seven and four. How the fuck is this dude yeah, in the UFC? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess off of brother's name recognition. I liked his watching his brother's fights good enough. I mean, he got KO'd by Randy Brown, Chad Laprees, two pretty legit guys. Uh, I mean, I don't think Jeff Neal is going to be on the same technical level as either of the two guys before. I think they kind of just put this one, you know, second to last Fox pre- FS1 prelim. Neal brings it. I mean, say what you will about Kamozi's level of skill, but he brings it. I think this is going to be one of those fights where somebody's going to get finished and it should be relatively early. Yeah. Um, I wonder what the, wonder what the under on that fight is. But um, so uh, moving on, we got, we got uh, <clears throat> Jared Gordon and Carlos Diego Ferreira. Ferreira is coming off of a USADA suspension. He was out for a while. His uh, last fight was a win, though, over uh, 08M, uh, Oliver Open Mercier. Um, so, I mean, that's a pretty legit opponent. Uh, he's beat Ranji Nijem. He's beat Colton Smith. But lost. Yeah. Know, he got knocked out by Poirier, man. Knocked oh, out. man. Beat the brakes off of him. I mean, this is a pretty interesting fight on paper. I've never really seen. Is it Jared or Gerard? I've heard Jared. people pronounce Jared, yeah, Jared Gordon. Uh, I, he be, apparently beat Hawkins Diaz. Didn't see that fight, and then he KO'd Michelle Quinones, who, if I'm not mistaken, is the guy that Sage Northcutt recently decisioned. So, I mean, Hawkins Diaz is pretty good. He's not anywhere in the top fifteen to ten. So, I mean, that's a pretty legit win. I still got Diego. No, Jared is. Yeah, he's really good. Really so good. who do you got, Gordon? Yeah, I take sure, it for sure. He's a huge, he's a huge favorite. He's really good. He actually go to his. Uh, are you on his record right now? Uh, yes, I'm yeah. on his record. See, uh, yeah, Bill Algio uh, three fights ago. That's the guy who uh, owns the gym I train at. And uh, uh, oh, for real? Yeah, my hometown. Yeah, so nice. he, I mean, the, he, he, he beat him pretty concisely. He probably, probably, t- you know, every round he he won. Uh, he's got really, really good boxing, good cardio too. But he kind of has a problem making weight. But he moved up to fifty five, and he uh, he looked pretty good in his last fight. So I think I think he he's gonna smoke Ferreira. Cause for I mean, dude, Ferreira's last fight was over two years ago. Uh, he's coming off Usada, which means he's probably coming off his sauce, which means you yeah, know, for sure. He's uh, he's lacking his vitamins. But who never lacks their vitamins? Who takes their gummy vitamins every single morning? Is Super Sage Northcutt. The teacher's favorite student, um, taking on, <laughs> taking on. Did you bring your booty? Uh, no. Nah. What the hell? Do you, just kidding. Thea boot, <laughs> I don't know. Thea boot this guy, guy got. Who is this yeah. guy? I know he's apparently KO'd Andrew Holbrook, but I don't think that really holds very much weight because every time I wake up and I check my phone, someone else has KO'd Andrew Holbrook. In my the man past lost three couple times weeks. in the UFC. Three. He came in, went zero and three, and they re-signed them after. Three finishes. What the fuck? What did what 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 did this guy do? Sucking no suck in his dick or something like that? How do you <laughs> how do you get how do you get back in the UFC? And all three times he got starched. Oh, um 
He pro- he must have had to fill in for like a uh, like a, a late notice fight or something. Yeah, and it, it got dude. He he fell ill on the day of his fight too. Man, this guy's probably a, a headache for the UFC. <laughs> they want him gone. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think I think Sage will just you know I don't I don't know the dude uh, doesn't seem he seems pretty finishable. Sage might even finish him, you know. But I don't think Sage has many finishes, does he? Certainly not. No, Sage. I, I don't really see Sage really having a killer instinct right now. You know, I think submission, but his striking is kind of just point fighting. He reminds me a lot of Rockhold on the feet, where he's, he's kind of tentative. Better. He's getting if yeah, he's getting better for sure. There was a big difference between the golf fight and the Quinones fight. I mean, the golf fight looked like a street fight at a high school, striking wise. You know. Yeah, he looks. He he looks like he's you know kind of getting in the hang of you know not cha- not chasing a finish and not chasing some big performance. Just you know getting in there or you know wrestling jujitsu, controlling, winning a fight by decision. He's confident in that. And then you know he's. I think he was. Um, he kind of jumped the talent pool kind of quickly, you know. Like uh, I think I don't know. I think Mickey Gall is pretty good, even though he lost his last fight and doesn't have a good record. I think I think his his ability is definitely like better than his what his record says. And I mean, I guess Barbarina and Enrique Marin are not too high level uh, jump ups in competition, but I feel like his like confidence was a little shot after he lost, and then he was just kind of a little hesitant to. Uh, to go for the killer. Remember his first fight? He literally just mauled the dude in like a minute. Uh, Trevino. So uh, hopefully he can maybe get back to his you know his comfortable state and start like wrecking dudes. But I bet on. I think I bet on him by decision. I think I'm not really. Yeah, sure. I, I, that's a pretty safe bet. I think he's going to do more of the same of last time. He's going to keep his distance, kind of use that front kick. You know, he was tripling up on Quinones with the jab. He's got a real just nice. You know, he's he's pretty good. Te- Technically, like that kick and that jab, he keeps people going. He knows how to win round. Yeah, like he'll sneak in that takedown late in the round. Yeah, so I got. I'd say Super Sage by decision, and then he cuts a heartwarming promo to warm the hearts of everyone in Austin, Texas. Yeah. He's a hey guys. So then we got. Um, What's up? I was just gonna do a little bit of a sage impression, but I didn't really have anything too much in mind. Did you see? <laughs> did you, see a, you see a picture of him where like they somebody photoshopped like a bunch of tattoos on him, and he's like covered. No, tattoos. I haven't seen it, man. Um, I really want to see that. Yeah, yeah I'll, 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 work, great? I'll, I'll work on sending it to you right now. Next fight, we'll okay, get, okay. Uh, we got. Oh, we got. This is this is a juicy, juicy underdog right here. Steven Peterson and Brandon Diaz. Um, Brandon Diaz was the guy who lost to Kyle Bochniak back in Boston, like only like less than a month ago, uh, four weeks ago. I don't remember if you remember this fight, but the dude just had nothing. Like, I feel like he filled in kind of late notice for the fight, so I mean, can't blame him too much. But he, I mean, he had nothing to offer Bochniak, and Bochniak's not too high level, you know. So I mean, yeah. I I hate to MMA was, math it, but I mean P- Peterson's chances are pretty good. I mean the dude's way more experienced. He's got pretty much double or more than double his uh, amount of fights. Uh, fighting in LFC, what is that? Is that before LFA? Didn't remember. The yeah, game? it's it's the D League of LS. Wait, that's is that Legacy Fighting Championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, it was RFA and LFC, and then they combined together to make LFA. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. 
That's fucking weird. We got the UFC <laughs> skill breakdown. Colin Peterson, they say he's aggressive, great conditioning, strong, and well-rounded, which is pretty much about, you could say, Every any guy. fighter in the UFC. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't think Davis really gave too much in the way of something that I could feel confident putting my money on in this fight. I mean, Peterson, I haven't seen a single one of his fights. Uh, I think Davis trains the same place where Hick Diaz trains. It looks like he's from Diaberville, Mississippi also. I don't know. It's just one of those fights that I just, I'm just i probably going to go no play on betting on this one because it's just yeah, – I don't know. One of them I mean, hopefully this fight will be a banger. Which is a good – Peterson has fought five rounds three times. So that's a really good uh, indication for Cardi. Now he has, you know, also – uh, lost a good amount. Benito Lopez, that's a pretty notable name. That, but, um, you know, that I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of stupid to, to bet on some guy solely because you saw him suck a couple weeks ago. But um, that's what I did. So hopefully, hey. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Peter. I've made wins. dumber bets than that. Yeah. This, this next fight. <laughs> I'll be behind this you a, on that It's one. a good fight. I think this is, this is the close. No, not I can't say the closest matchup because these next four fights are all close matchups. But uh, Curtis Melender, a very uh, tall, powerful striker coming over from LFA, is taking on veteran uh, Thiago Alves. Um, so you s- said that you think that. What, what was your prediction? Uh, so the funny thing is, is I was watching this LFA. Call- Millinder fought recently with my girlfriend. I already had the tickets for, you know, this fight. Saul Millinder, he had a crazy head kick against a guy that was on Bellator's version of the Ultimate Fighter. He also has a Superman tattoo on his arm, kind of like our guy uh, Steven Peterson has on his chest. So I was just super excited to see Millinder. Millinder's an interesting guy. He's super, super athletic and explosive he's kind of got kind of got some interesting setups for his head kicks so kind the way that he knocked out mystery man i can't find his name right now but he fainted to the left and then barnes uh mystery yeah barnes there you go barnes barnes sent his head to the left and then he sent it directly into a head kick i yeah. broke that down technically but terribly the, but i didn't I didn't, yeah. I didn't hold too much value in that because that dude was i watched that that, that clip and like the dude like tries this he- tries like it's like a a one two and as he's like fading away he kind of just sneaks the head kick up like a like a, like Stephen Thompson would, but like the dude must have set it up like three times he was like you know throwing it and head kick and then the guy would you know hit off his forearms and then he'd throw it again and it would kind of hit him and then he'd throw it again and he'd miss and then he threw it the fourth time and then hit him and knocked him out I'm like dude he literally just tried to set up the same kick four times in a row and you let him uh so i mean i don't know the dude is athletic as fuck though i mean and he hits hard as fuck uh he's he's definitely gonna be bigger yeah six foot two uh, alva's is short right i want to say he's five ten uh five nine yeah so yeah five, uh, five inch reach yeah. Adva- re- or height advantage that's gonna that's gonna be a, a huge advantage but i mean alva's alva's will fucking kick your legs off like like you like you there's no tomorrow i mean I thought I kind of thought he was done after uh, you know losing to Conda. Uh, pretty sure he got popped, didn't he? Usada or something like that. Um, I think he might have. I don't know. Conda beat the hell out of him, and then he had that loss to Jim Miller. And I mean, Jim Miller just Jim Millered him. You know, well, yeah, kind of like that lost, veteran lost, mentality. 
Yeah, he was tried fighting a fucking uh, lightweight for, on some dickhead shit. Weighed in at 162 for a lightweight fight. So, I mean, no wonder he lost that fight to Jim Miller. But uh, he he looked really good in that Patrick Ote fight. Surprised the shit out of me. Um, he was supposed to fight Mike Perry, remember, and uh, in Pittsburgh, I think. It was right around yeah, Hurricane Harvey. And fucking dude, like, like it was like Monday, and he was like, I'm not, I'm not leaving. No, no, no. It was, like, say the, the hurricane was supposed to hit Monday, and it was Sunday, and they were like, dude, you need to, like, head out of there. Now the airports are going to be closed. He's like, no, nah, I got to stay with my family for the hurricane. And like, dude, you're gonna miss your fight. And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll still make it to the airport. And then like Monday rolls around, and the airport's flooded. And he's like, you know what? Uh, I don't think I can make it to my fight. And then they just got some can to replace him on like a couple of days' notice and let Mike Perry knock him out. Yeah, that was a murdering. Yeah, did you see? They yes. gave, they gave Mike Perry another can. Yeah, Tyson something. I what the I'd fuck? never heard of the guy. I don't understand the UFC. Like they're they're so comfortable with just giving their favorite guys cans. Like it's like oh you you're you're we think you're a little bit marketable and like when it's your fight week we record a YouTube video of you with like you guessing you know guessing whatever yeah, some like BuzzFeed style video with like some cool Mike Perry. You know it's like we like you so we're gonna give you a, a bomb and you're gonna you know knock him out on a fox and like. I don't understand that fucking logic. Like, he, he came into the UFC against, you know, a gigantic Korean, uh, uh, what are we, uh, what is it, Hung Young Lim? And like, Hung Hung Lim, yeah. yeah. Everybody, I mean, dude, he was a huge underdog in that fight, and he comes in and fucking starches him and after knocking him down, like, two or three times. Like, that's the performance that Mike Perry, like, thrives in. I mean, like, Santiago Ponzinibbio, that was a close fight. Like, that dude, that dude's a top five welterweight, Ponzinibbio. Um, so, I'm kind of upset about that. Even though it's not even on this card, I think it's a couple couple months from now. But that pissed uh, me it's off. yeah, it's it's actually the card right after this. Uh, Steven Emmett versus Stevens, and he's fighting Max Griffin, who's 13 and four, and he doesn't look like he's like a total can. He's beaten Eric Montano, and he has losses to uh, Colby Covington and. Uh, Lizu Zaleski dos Santos, and I mean that guy's. I don't know if you've seen any of his fights. He's pretty legit. He's a high action guy, and he lost by decision. Looks like he had some rounds scored in there for him. So yeah, I mean, pretty stupid matchup. It's way backwards from Ponzinibbio, but you know they see UFC sees a guy that they think they can market, so they're just going to put Max Griffin in front of him, a guy who's kind of chosen to or proven that he's standed and banged in his last couple fights. So. Kind of just looking for a banger in that, but something I'm noticing yes. about this is like a lot of guys are fighting really soon. So Yancey fought December second; he's fighting again now. Um, we had yeah, like that next card next weekend. Uh, Stevens fought fucking a month ago. Uh, no, se- seven weeks, six weeks before this fight. Uh, Josh Emmett fought in December. Mike Perry fought in December. Like these dudes are making quick turnarounds. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's and I mean. Sign. Yeah, it's a really good sign. I, I mean, and the same thing with like Ngannou. You know, Ngannou had that pretty quick turnaround after Starch and Overeem, and then got. It's a shame he's gonna have to take about railed. five five years off before he comes back. Now, yeah, um, lifelong journey. Okay, so getting back to Tiago versus Curtis Millender. Yeah, I, I can totally agree. Uh, Barnes is not a super high level guy at all. I don't know why. I I ride people's. 
I ride a couple guys' dicks if I see that they're pretty, you know, athletic yeah, outside dude, the UFC. He's, he's good. He's, I mean, he's definitely good enough. He's he's got good striking. I mean, fucking Condit picked Alves apart. Like that was only a couple years ago too, you know. So I mean, he can potentially do the same thing. Um, Con, yeah, Condit so, I mean, flew I, down I, to Brazil and was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll whoop your ass on in your own country, dude." Even though he's not like a yeah, that was one of my favorite Condit performances of all time. Definitely nasty. He fucking mauled him to death. But um, J- this is this fight. This fight is I'm t- I'm torn on because I- I'm a huge huge James Vic fan. I- I'm only huge fans of Vic and Madeiros in this card, and I'm kind of confident in Madeiros. But I don't know, man. Trinaldo is is no slouch. Yeah. See, I'm pretty sure on this. I think James Vick puts Trinaldo asleep. I think Kevin Lee, you know, he's got pretty solid striking. He dropped Tony, and, I mean, I'm a, t- I'm a mark for Tony. So I got James Vick's boxing putting away Trinaldo pretty early in the fight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would like to see it again because I like to do it a lot. But, I mean, uh, he's like a plus 190 uh, underdog, Trinaldo is. And I mean, like, he should. I don't. The dude's been around forever. He's fought way better competition than Vic has. He's beaten better competition. He's been around forever. Like the dude is like a fucking staple. He should not be. He should not be that much of an underdog. So this is. I mean, the, in, in the UFC, his career, he's eleven and four, and again and against uh, a lot of good guys too. So um. Yeah. And yeah, you hear a crazy stat. He beat the main event guy that we're all behind. Yeah. He's got a win over Yancey yeah, Madeira. Deci- lightweight, decisively, so. decisively too. Like he beat him. He beat him good. Um, that, that was that lightweight though. That was right before Yancey moved up to to welterweight. But um, yeah, uh, Trinaldo is a guy you can never never uh, put past. You know, he's a uh, super good. I don't know. I, I think tr- and uh, Vic is also hittable. I mean, Darius knocked him out. So I don't know. I, yeah. feel, I feel like his defense is uh, his offensive striking is good. I, don't, I just I'm not quite sure about his defensive striking. Um, and I think I don't know that Trinaldo, Joe Duffy fight fixed a bunch of that for me because Joe Duffy's got great boxing and Vic was not there to be hit the whole time. He looked super technical in that Duffy fight. Yeah, was it you who said something about that fight maybe being like a fluke? I don't know. Uh, Duffy did. Uh, no, someone I was talking to just said that they think that Trick Duffy was like a little bit of a fluke fight. I don't, I don't, I kind of felt the same way too. Like, I bet on Vic and I liked him going in that fight. And I knew he was an underdog and like when he landed that like uppercut knocked him out. I was like, really? I was like, damn. Like I didn't, I don't know. It was kind of out of nowhere. Um, it didn't even look like that hard of a shot. You know, Duffy's usually got a pretty good chin too. So that was just surprising. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Vic is, I, I, I kind of. Yeah, Vic's hittable. I, I'm I'm on the Duffy's over kind of slightly overrated boat in some regards, but I'm a, yeah. I'm a big huge James Vic fan. So I want Hearts wants James Vic to win, and I think mine says James Vic still gets Trinaldo. I'm definitely not counting Trinaldo out though. Super super legit guy, but James Vic, seventy five inch, uh, sorry, six seventy six inch reach. He's got a six 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 inch reach advantage on Francisco Trinaldo. He stays behind his jab. He keeps his t- chin tucked well enough. I think he'll be able to stay behind his reach and pick Trinaldo apart. Yeah, I would, so. I would like to see that. I don't think he knocks him out though. I think he, if he if he would, he would. 
uh, have to strike strike him. See, that's the thing, though. Like, I don't think no matter how much damage you do to Trinaldo, I don't think he's ever going to stop. Like, he has he has, yeah. he has pretty good cardio for being such a, a horse. Um, and, but, yeah. But, like, he, uh, so, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I just don't know if Vic's defense is good enough to, to outstrike him for 15 minutes. You know, like you said, do, like, work his all good striking. Hope it happens, though. But this fight is definitely a... Uh, Definitely a solid matchup. Yeah, great matchup. You know, this is the fights that the UFC wants to put on where we have to argue back and forth on each guy's chances. Whereas we look at the uh, we look at the loss matches, uh, Mike Perry fight and the Max Griffin fight. And we already know it's going to be KO in the first round, Mike Perry. Like, so definitely less mass smash matches in the future more of these competitive matchups and you know the top 10 guys in the division we want to see top 10 guys fight top 10 guys that's how it's supposed to go so next matchup we got two top 10 guys kind of like i was saying not as exciting because it's in the heavyweight division and you know cans can be in the top 10 but we got marching ty burrow versus Derek lewis what's your opinion on this fight this is um there's a lot it's like I don't I don't have a clear winner in my mind for this fight. Like I don't uh, I don't know. I think a lot of guys, both guys have uh, have their fl- uh, flaws. You know, um, let's see. Tybura, his last fight, he kind of got picked apart by Verdum on the feet. He's uh, he's got pretty good takedown defense, um, right? I don't believe. Uh, I wonder, let's check how many times uh, homeboy. Fabricio Verdum shot in that fight. Do you, I don't remember him trying to take it to the ground at all. Do you? No. Yeah, uh, he. I, Fabricio Verdum had one takedown. It said Tybura had a takedown. Really, the big takeaway from that fight was I saw that was Verdum got top control and couldn't submit Tybura. I mean, Tybura has wins, decision win against Andre Arlovsky. Uh, he knocked out Luis Enrique and went against Victor Pesta and then a loss to Timothy Johnson where it looks like he got pretty much just taken down and rode the whole yeah. time. So, so, But that's the thing. Uh, I think I think Johnson and Black Beast are very similar fighters. They pretty much get a takedown and just lay on you until uh, until they can, you know, maybe... You know, he, uh, um, Lewis is much more likely to finish you than... Uh, Johnson is, but uh, they're very similar similar fighting styles. But um, I don't know. I, yeah, and then I don't know. Lewis, I mean, you look at. Go ahead. You look at what? One of his fights, whether he's been KO'd or he's KO'd someone apart from it, looks like maybe two or three have ended, you know, in a finish. I don't think Tyber is, you know, unhittable. So. Do you, do you remember when Derek Lewis versus. Who the fuck is this guy? I don't even know. Shamil Adderkaminov headlined a card. Like, what? I don't. I didn't that, even. That watch was an that. awful fight. I didn't even watch that. Oh, it was a shit fight. It was so bad. Lewis. I mean, Lewis. I don't even know. It was so bad. And finally, him. Shamil was getting a push at some point. Imagine that. <laughs> That's how bad our heavyweight division is. Yeah, I mean, I think he had a cu- strung a couple wins together, and then Derek Lewis derailed him. I don't know. I got Derek Lewis by finish. I really hope Derek Lewis wins by finish. You know, yeah, he's got too. the back problems, so I don't think he's going to be around for a long time. Tybura is about as vanilla as it gets. I mean, 
not very super interest not very super interesting guy uh yeah no i think uh, personality on his own side of lewis you know fandom everyone wants lewis to win and uh i don't know yeah i, I definitely think that uh i don't think he's gonna be able to to stop not to stop the takedowns of uh of Lu- I don't know. Lewis's wrestling isn't too good. He kind of relies on rocking you on the feet and then taking you to the ground. But I mean, he's got heavy, heavy punches too, and Tiber is hittable. Um, yeah, for sure. But I don't know. Lewis is. I'll take a flyer on Lewis by stoppage. Yeah, his uh, that's like that's a uh, plus three hundred though. He might want to put a little action on it. Um, yeah, sure. And then uh, the main event. This is a uh, this matchup is is it's really good for a, a guy coming off of three losses versus a guy coming off of three wins. This is about as good as a matchup as that gets. You know, um, you know, Cerrone l- looked like he someone put something in his cereal uh, against Mazdevall until looked like he wasn't even like in that fight. But then in between those two shitty fights, he arguably beat Robbie Lawler. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really I mean, know I, what to think of. I don't know what to think about him. I don't know if he's done. I don't know if he's, you know, I think he's, if he's got, you know, mental issues, mental issues. Um, I, I just don't think, you know, he used to cut down to 55. He used to be pretty disciplined. Uh, I just don't think he's disciplined enough to cut weight anymore. And that's just a, not a good factor of like where you're at in your career. And, um, and I don't think he does well in brawls while Yancey thrives in them. What, what are you thinking? I'm going to be a turncoat on this one. Uh, initially, I really thought Yancey would take this, but I don't know why. I just have suspicion or feeling that I feel like Cerrone's going to take this. Yancey, you know, he, he does get caught. Both guys get caught a lot. You know, both guys have had losses where they've been knocked out. Both guys have the tendency to get in brawls. Cerrone doesn't usually come out well on the side, other side of brawls. You know, he's had that Matt Brown fight where, you know, he got the hell beat out of him for two rounds. He came back with that head kick KO. He had the matrix like combination against Rick story. I mean, for a couple fights there, the Alex Oliveira fight, the Patrick Cote, the Rick story, the Matt Brown, he looked amazing. And then Jorge Masvidal just beat his brakes off. Like you said, I scored the Robbie Lawler fight, for Donald, sir, I thought Cowboy took that fight, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't remember which rounds, but I think two and three he won. But um, yeah, Darren, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. To, it's hard to to know what's going on in Cerrone's head, you know, because he was, I don't know, he's just such a such a, a sad case in MMA. Like his, po- I was listening to Joe Rogan when he was on a couple years ago. It was right before. The Rafael de Sanchez fight, the lightweight title fight, the one he won eight fights in a row for, and finally got his fucking title shot, the biggest fight of his life. And Joe's like, "You doing any extra preparation for this camp?" He's like, "Nah, man, it's just another fight." I'm like, "See, that's yeah. where that's where you're fucking wrong. <laughs> like, you're you're just the title fight. You're fighting the best guy in the world, the guy who just made Anthony Pettis look like his bitch." Um, you're gonna want to train a little harder than usual, dude. Um, so that's just it's just sad that he that he was in that mind state, and you know, still might be, still might be. Fine, fuck it, I'm drinking Budweiser and wakeboarding a day. I'm not training. Um, so I, I don't I don't know, uh, but I mean, I, Yancey is he uh, he's he gets his his chin is just made of steel. I mean. Poirier, when he fought Poirier a couple years ago, lightweight, Poirier probably hit him with 20, 30 straight 
flush punches, just straight to the head, no cover, just full power. And the dude was just like riding back and forth, rolling with the punches, staying. He had his his butt against the fence. He wasn't defending; he was totally eating the shots, but he just wasn't going down. And then he stopped it, and he was like, "What the fuck, you stopping for, man? I was still in that shit. I was gonna fucking kick his ass, man." <laughs> like you know, he's got he's got real Hawaiian Diaz. Uh, like that's su- that's such an awesome combination to have, like a mixture of. The Diaz brothers and Max Holloway and the mixture of Stockton and Hawaii. It's like he got Yancey, bro. Um, so he, he he's he's dope. Uh, he uh, he fucking gets in brawls and somehow comes up on top. He gets knocked down and comes back up. I just don't I don't see uh, <clears throat> how Cerrone beats him. So do you think what's his path to victory, Cerrone? I'll take I'll, I'll play the antithesis to your uh, Madero's right here. Uh, I think Cerrone. Oh, he does that thing where he gets the ball rolling, he takes a bunch of fights, then he takes that short notice fight real quick and he loses. I mean, if you MMA math it in the past couple fights, I mean, you got Medeiros has wins over Alex Oliveira, good win. Cowboy has that win too. Eric Silva, garbage. Uh, Sean Spencer, who, you know, we could go through the MMA math. He, he shares the John McDessey one with Cowboy uh, Cerrone. I think. Cerrone comes out. He looks like he did the Robbie Lawler fight. He looks like he did in that eight-fight win streak, those fights against Patrick Gote, that fight against Rick Story. I think he uses that check knee to keep Yancey off of him. And I think he's going to get beat up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do think Yancey's boxing, Cowboy's not good with pressure. And I do think Yancey's boxing will beat Cowboy up. And But if Cowboy can survive, I see Cowboy being able to finish, knock him down and either either submit him, knock him down and submit him, or put him out totally with a with a classic Cowboy head kick. So I don't I don't remember the Matt Brown fight um, with Cerrone. You think Matt Brown won the first two rounds? Oh, yeah. He's beating the hell out of Cowboy. Like, I Cowboy, that was one of those fights where, you know, you go into your corner after the second round and you got Greg Jackson yelling in your ear, down two rounds. You have to have the knockout here. Greg Jackson fucking sucks. So, like, yeah. That, that, dude, that dude's like, if you look at the re- like Jackson's record lately, though, it's just so bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember he would always be, win, 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 Donald Cerrone, win. Like, uh, great advice, bro. Um, yeah, it does, uh, let's check out the stats. Uh, Cerrone landed 35 in round one, Matt Brown 29, Brown 42, 25. Yeah, um, I guess I, I guess I don't remember that fight too well. I remember the, the head kick, of course, but I don't know. I was going to say, when was the last time, like, you know, Cerrone ate shots and came back, but I don't know. I don't, I just don't think he's the type of guy to eat, like, you know, eat, like, punches, like, a heavy punches, get rocked, and then come back and win, like, you know, he might have done that against like Barboza in like 2014, but uh, I don't know. I just, I just think that uh, I think that he has a huge mental block in his mind for some reason going on. You know, and then uh, uh, one one analysis some guy said, uh, I think it was on Sherdog, he said like, when what happens when one guy gets hit against the fade? Like you know, like I said, Yancey does that thing. He rolls, 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 looks for a way out. You know. He, he could take 30 punches before he looks for a way to quit. But then I feel like when Cerrone gets hit, he kind of just, like, shells up like a turtle. And like, like when with the – I don't know if it was Mazzeval or 
or till, but he actually got hit once and like just put his hands like like over his head, like he was kind of like uh, you know answering the phone to get like uh, to prevent a rear naked choke defense. You know, it looked like he was just like yeah, it, like he like just full on like bully in the schoolyard protecting yourself from like getting hit. And I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I just yeah, think, it was I think, the till fight. I mean, it didn't even look like he meant up to the till fight. Oh well, yeah, he broke his nose really bad in that fight. I think I think I think that's what happened. But I mean. Uh, that's pretty likely to happen with, with a guy like, with a really stiff jab like Darren Till. Uh, not so much with Yancey. He's more of like a, a kind of a big punches kind of guy. But, but, yeah. I, but, I don't know. Great Cerrone fight. Gets, Another is, great close matchup, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think that I, – I do think that uh, – I think Yancey's going to not come out in the first, honestly. Um, and I think I, – I feel like – I don't think all fights are going to end in knockout in the first. But I think that like uh, – I don't know, like, Cerrone's going to, like, try to tie-clinch him and knee, and then on the break, uh, Yancey's going to throw some big looping overhand, and it's going to catch Cerrone, like, on the back of the ear, you know, in, like, a really soft spot, and it's just going to be like, oh, shit, Cerrone is done, you know? Like, fuck, fuck, man, he lost four in a row. Maybe we should give him Sage Northcutt. Um, Yeah. This fight's not going five rounds. That's the safest bet you can make on this yeah, fight. Yeah, that, that's that's huge favorite though. Uh, it's like three to one favorite. Um, so, not too much of good money in that. I think I bet Yanti at three to one for KO. So, um, I, some people were talking about Don Cerrone could submit him. That's a possibility. I do think that Cerrone's jujitsu might be a little bit better. Although Yanti's is definitely uh, very competent, you know, but. I just don't think that Cerrone's the type of guy to like uh, go out there and be, all right. I'm a, I'm a, his ta- his his wrestling sucks. His his just sucks. I'm gonna take him down. I'm gonna choke him out. That's my game plan. He's like, no, nah, I'm a fuck it. I'm gonna go in there and fight. You know, like he just doesn't think about yeah. Game. He yeah. doesn't think about game plans. Like like hey hey uh, Donald, uh, me and uh, me and Greg were just watching some film and we think that uh, f- film. What the fuck's film? I don't watch film. Get out of here. He's like, la, la. He, like, puts his hands over his ear. He's like, no, 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 Donald, we just want to tell you one thing that we saw. And he's like, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I just want to go in there and fight. Give me my Budweiser. So I could be talking yeah. bad shit on him. I really like Donald Cerrone. Really, really like him. He's, like, the only UFC fighter I've ever, like, met. I, like, shook his hand one time when I uh, was going to mm-hmm. one, of the, one of his fights. I think I probably told that story on here, like, five times. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, think, I like my boy yeah. Nancy better in this one. Yeah, it's close. I don't know. I mean, from a betting standpoint, I, I, I still have no action on this one because it's just so close. And, you know, it's it's a pick em fight for me. Somebody's going to sleep. So yeah. I, it's, but, it must be it yeah. would be kind of hard to like bet on fights you're going to see in person, though. I don't I don't know. I would probably pretty much bet on uh, anybody who I didn't want to win, you know. So if I saw my favorite fighter lose, you know, in person, I'd be oh, at least I, at least I want some money on it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, pretty solid card. Can't complain. And then uh, that next fight night card is pretty stacked as well with uh, Jeremy Stevens and Josh Emmett. Yeah, looking forward. To, looking forward to that one. But but we don't we don't jump two weeks ahead on the the podcast. So unfortunately, we can't talk about any of those fights. Uh, got <laughs> got got you know got same. Save it. Um, any uh, any new any general UFC news this week that uh, that uh, caught your eye? That's, I'm uh, looking through the just the, the top stuff on, from uh, Reddit. Um, not seeing much, honestly. Yeah, I mean it's pretty dead right now. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm seeing no. I mean, no what what did you think of the back to the Yoel fight? What did you think of Yoel kissing Rockhold after he's super concussed? Yeah, I don't think that's what, uh, as much of a weird one as everyone's making it out to be. I think they're. I think they both are have weird like post fight tendencies. You know, I think you know. Fucking you out like the whole I love you shit is just straight weird. And then Luke's like smug, you know, I don't want to talk to anybody. He's also weird. But I mean, I've seen, you know, we've seen uh, Leoto knock out uh, Mark Munoz. And then, you know, kneel or bow to him and then kneel over and then, you know, help him up right away and start, you know, talking to him. He's like, oh, you know, you're my, you're my, you're my friend that we trained together forever. I wish we didn't have to fight, but, you know. Still, still love you, Brent. You know, saying some shit like that, you know, like, but I mean, with how weird they are and how, like, you know, how Rockhold, like, wasn't looking at him and how Romero was, like, so intimate on being in his face, it just made for a really weird moment. Yeah, super weird. But I don't think it was as bad. Like, people were like, yo, how did, like, the officials let let that happen? I'd be like, what? You, you would have gotten in between your old Romero and him? I'd be like, nah, you can't. I'd be like, yeah, right, bitch. You would have been like, go ahead, Mr. Romero. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, just a weird thing. I, I mean, that was the weirdest part. I, it, that was such a surreal knockout. You know, the knockout happens and he comes up and kind of just corners him and kisses him. It was just wow. uh, yeah, really weird. Wacky. Yeah. Um, I saw. Uh, it looked like Nick Diaz was. Uh, so he's you know of course boys with uh, with uh, Yancey. And so I I, uh, I uh, saw a picture. It was him in like a Reebok sweatshirt at like you know the UFC photo shoot. You know when they take a photo of you with the white background. And someone was like, "Yo, Nick Diaz is fighting again. Is he getting fighter pictures? Is he getting Reebok pictures?" And so there was all types of hype, you know, behind that. But now that I think about it, he was probably just you know rocking a Yancey Madero's Nike or Reebok gear and was you know with his boy getting the pictures. I doubt he was you know actually getting anything done with himself. But, you yeah, know, I mean, if they can't... Hope... What were we going to say? Oh, I was going to say, if they can't p- get Nate paid to come back, Nick is probably going to be twice as greedy as Nate. Yeah, well, I feel like it's it's just the right it's the right fights for them. Well, um, somebody said, what about GSP Nick Diaz makes perfect sense right now. I was like, uh, a, little, a little bit, but... Um, a, you would have to headline a pay-per-view with a non-title fight. So you don't really know how that would... S- not, I don't know if it would affect the sales. I just I think it's just weird. Um, and then, you know, you'd have to convince... Why the fuck would GSP want to do it when he could fight Tyron or Connor or something like that and get a belt and get more money? Um, or he could fight, you know, Diaz, get a, get a pretty good amount of money, but not really much, not much gain from winning. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I... Yeah, it's that's a no action on me on both of the, that fight, and I mean I don't think GSP goes back down to one seventy at this point in his career. Oh, I do, hundred percent. He, uh, I, because he had so much trouble making welterweight, you know, or, I mean middleweight. I definitely think he's, I think he's I think he's fighting McGregor at one seventy at some point. Um, That'd I, be an interesting fight. It just it just has to happen. There's too much money. It's the same same thing with I said this before before Mayweather and McGregor. Like when they first started talking about it, I was like, oh, it's already done. These two yeah. these two fuckers love money so much that there's no way this shit can't happen. And GSP is the same way. It might not look at look like it from 
you know, him being uh, so polite and uh, French and uh, respectful of martial artist. Um, but he, he fucking loves money. Like, the dude, the dude had probably had $20 million in the bank and then decided to come At back. At least. Decided to come back to get some more. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it was like, you know, wanting to get his title back and everything too. But a lot of it was money. So, uh, I don't know. But I'm looking through news this week, man. I, I don't see shit. I don't see anything. Saw, uh, Joe, Joe Lozon ruptured uh, Devin Powell's nut in, uh, in training. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. I was just he like, was trying to, He was trying to jump from, like, you know, I think, like, uh, it, his guard. He was trying to jump over his legs in a side control and ended up just having a knee right. Like, basically, he went all the way up in the air with his knees and then all the way down. Oh, my God. Just fucking unbearable. Basically, never, want, never want to train again. I don't wear a cup to jujitsu, but now, now I'm fucking scared. Um, oh, my God. Uh uh, moving on, moving on. Um, Artem Lobov and uh, Bruce Leroy fighting at UFC 223. This was the best news all week for me. Beca- do you know why? Why? D- did I did I t- tell you that I bought tickets to UFC 223? I don't think I bought. I don't remember you telling me that. Yeah, but I, damn, that's a yeah. Because it, it, you know it's kind of close. I mean, it's like 90, 90 miles. You know, New York City and. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, try to stay uh, stay with my cousin so I don't have to, you know, pay for a hotel. But dude, how the fuck can you miss this fucking car? Like, there's, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and there's nine good fights on it, and that's not including uh, Tyson Maul versus Dunham, which is rumored to be on the card. It's not official because I think Tyson Maul needs his fucking passport. But dude, Joe Lozon, like the the reason why I started watching MMA right there, you know, Anthony Pettis was one of the first guys who, like, you know. Like fucking shocked me, like you know, with like the uh, the Showtime kick, Calvin Cater, that dude's on a roll. He's awesome. Ally Quinta, one of my favorite fighters in the game right now. Felice Herrig in Carolina, like two like like my women cross Wednesdays forever. Namius did Jack, such such a good fight. You know, I don't even know what to think of that, but like I'm just so excited I get to see Joanna fight. Um, and then, dude, the main event, don't even get me fucking started. Like, like Dude, this, that card fucking annihilates the card I'm going to. Like, what the hell? Why do we not have this one in Austin, Texas? I did not realize how stacked this card is. Yeah, dude. dude don't, 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 don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. No, no, no. no, no, be, no it's not, it doesn't have a main event yet. You know that, right? It doesn't have Yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, to be announced versus to be exactly, determined. Exactly, exactly. I'm just going there hoping hoping they have a fight after the after the Joanna uh, Rose. But I'm not expecting one. I'm not expecting one. I got to be announced by submission. Yeah. But, but, but uh, so do you know why I'm excited that Artem Lobov is fighting? And it is not. Connor showing up. Yeah, boy, he's got to be in the building. He's got to be in the building for that, dude. They're fighting for for who's next for him. And his boy is fighting. There's, dude. I'm gonna be in the same building as Eddie Bravo, Joe Lozon, Joe Rogan, Connor McGregor, all at the same fucking time. This shit's gonna be crazy. Dude, I might and, have you to. Know, the Russian to hammer is about to go 15 and 14. I might have to streak across the octagon for this one. <laughs> um, I'm surprised no one's trying to do that. Like throw some shit in the cage or jump up on the cage or you could do it. You could definitely do it. That'd be fucking insane. Like like a high level matchup and some dude hops the cage. Um, pretty pretty stupid to I theorize mean, though. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. 
So it's um, ever been done. So I, I, I think uh, I think that's uh, all the news. Uh, not even there wasn't even any news this week. You know, um, it was just you know kind of recapping a couple little things that went down. Yeah, um, pretty dead week. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think I talked about last last weekend. I talked about. Uh, Chris Cyborg with that new fight for 222. That's pretty upsetting. That that whoever that Russian cat is fighting, not really worthy of a main event. But whatever. Yeah, it's a awful fight. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap this bitch up. Um, you know, uh, hope hope you enjoy the fights this weekend. You know, even for I kind of I don't know. There's something about a fight night card that's a lot more like relaxed. Um, and you know, either, you know, obviously the tickets are cheaper and, uh, the, the, the type of matchups, you know, they don't have as much at stake, but they're still like super good. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Obviously this is my first pay-per-view I'm, I'll be going to, but I got a lot of life for fight nights too. So, uh, hope you enjoy yourself. Hope you, uh, all, all the guys you want to win. Uh, let's quick, uh, let's run, run down that card and give us, uh, give us your picks on it. All right, uh, let me pull that card up. So I'm going to go. We'll Got to go with your boy, Tim Williams. Yeah, yeah. You want me to go from the top? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Tim Williams? Yeah, okay. Tim Williams, Alex Morono demolishes Josh Berkman. I got Tim Williams by submission, by the way. Nice. I'll go with the South Jersey Strangler by nickname's sake. Uh, then skip, I got skip. Sarah Morris. Skip She's, that fight. You don't even know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got Roberto Sanchez. By let's go submission. He's got an eighty-six submission percentage in his game. I was at his jujitsu academy. Uh, I got Jeff Neal knocking out Brian Camozzi. I got Jared Gordon taking a thirty twenty-seven against Diego Ferreira. I got same thing. Sage Northcutt thirty twenty-seven to about Gowdy. I got we'll go with your boy since you got some money on him. Stephen Peterson decisioning Brandon Davis. Yep. I got Curtis Millender. No, can't do it. I got Tiago Alves nice. versus uh, taking Curtis Millender. No. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I mean, uh, I just can't. I got Tiago Alves. I can't put disrespect on his name. He's he's a veteran. He's been around. He's seen guys as athletic as Curtis Millender. Curtis, Curtis Millender's got a ton of potential, but he's not Tiago Alves good yet. Got James Vick by first or second round KO of Francisco to Trinaldo to set him up to get poised to break into the top 10, get a good ranked lightweight fight. I got Derek Lewis stopping Marcin Tybura, uh third round. And then the last fight, I'm going to stick with my guns and go with Donald Cerrone by head kick knockout third round nice to cap off UFC fight night. Also. That, that, that could happen. A lot of those, a lot of those could happen. Uh, I agree. Grio Williams, Grio Marino. Uh, I think Joby Sanchez will beat your boy Roberto. Um, unfortunately, sorry that I didn't kind of back up the the confirmation bias. You should have just said Pachota to fuck with me. Say no. Um, yeah, uh, Neil will probably knock out Camozzi. Uh, Gordon decision is is probably the better uh, better to th- uh, play. Uh, he doesn't really knock a lot of guys out. Northcutt decision for sure. Peterson decision. Uh, I think I don't, uh, this is a, a tough fight. It's hard to pick. I think I think the leg kicks. We'll see, like it's hard to. Pick. I feel like we'll have to see how the first couple leg kicks land to see what's going on. But I feel like Melender will be able to use that five inch reach uh, 
to you know figure Alves out and uh, keep away keep him away a distance all fight with a decision. I think Trinaldo's gonna unfortunately knock out uh, James Vick. See, I I, I kind of like this pick because I'm like I said I'm a Vic fan. I think I'm just seeing his weakness in this fight, and it kind of plays into Trinaldo's strength. And so I'm just gonna you know kind of break my heart on that one. Um, don't really know. This fight is just I don't I have a very little clue about the co-main event, but I want Derek Lewis to knock him out. I just don't really know what. Uh, Tibera is capable of even even after watching him fight Verdum and stuff like that. Uh, I just I don't really know what to to expect. He could stop the takedowns. He could get caught on the feet. He just doesn't seem he could keep it on the feet in the entire time and you know win a decision against Lewis. But I don't I don't know if he is stri- his striking is good enough to to keep Lewis away all fight. So leave that one up in the air. Hopefully Lewis wins by decision or I mean knockout. And uh, I think Yancey, this will be a quick brawl, a quick brawl where uh, Cerrone will get uh, knocked out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess in like the first like two minutes, honestly. But uh, a Cerrone late knockout sounds good too, around three. Sounds, sounds plausible. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty good car, like I said, man. Hope hope you hope you enjoy it. Um, hope uh, you're on with your girlfriend, right? Her, her first UFC. Event. Yeah, going with my girlfriend. Yeah, first UFC event. But man, I look forward to hopping back on here and checking these picks out. Like we're pretty uniform on everything, other than the Cerrone and Mad- Cerrone and uh, Vic fights, and those are two super Close. great fights to watch. And I'm I'm super excited for the event. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, always always love having you on. To we got a good flow. Always can talk about. All different types of all different types of shit. We're always on the same page. So, uh, like I said, nice having you, Luke. And uh, whether you are a lady, gentleman, boy, girl, alien, Martian, any conscious being tuning into the podcast, I thank you for tuning into episode ten. Thank my guest Luke for joining me, and I want you all to enjoy Bellator one ninety four and enjoy UFC Austin. Peace. <laughs>